Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we have been we have been covering the National Day of Prayer. Uh, it's always the first Thursday of May for the last uh, almost seventy years now. And uh, big thanks to uh, our friends uh, Imam Shoeb from the Utah Islamic Center, and then of course uh, Reverend Oscar Moses from Calvary Baptist. And uh, we're really pleased to be joined now by Elder Evan Schmutz, who is a General Authority 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, on the line with us today. How are you doing? Good, boy. Thank you very much for your invitation. I'm, I'm delighted to be with you. Oh, well, we have found many reasons to have holy envy, as we've uh, talked to a number of different faith leaders today. And uh, as you look at the, the role of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, obviously a big presence here in the state of Utah, how is the Church engaging uh, this year on this National Day of Prayer? Well, uh, thank you for the question. It's it's interesting that, that at this period of time we're not able to gather together personally as we've done in years past, but we're gathering virtually and we support completely the National Day of Prayer. We're asking our members of the church and all people of every other faith to join in a, in a national and unified prayer, asking for blessings upon this people and upon uh, people worldwide. Yeah, we uh, in our uh, conversation with the Imam and, and Reverend Moses, we were talking about the fact that many people uh, kind of are feeling a little bit of that weariness, uh, you know, after a, a year of a pandemic and being cooped up and not being able to uh, engage in a lot of our uh, traditional religious expressions and gathering. Uh, what are you seeing and uh, what are you sensing as we move towards the end of this pandemic? Well, I think it's a little different in Utah. We've been blessed with some with a very um, efficient operation to get vaccinations and we're seeing numbers drop and we're feeling like we're seeing a little bit of lifting of this pandemic but we're also very aware of the of the different concerns worldwide where it's in a much different uh, phase of the pandemic so our concerns continue for a healing of people and a and a blessing upon us that we can avoid the the rest of this pandemic. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting uh, to watch. Of course, uh, President Russell M. Nelson, president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has uh, has asked uh, the people, not just in the state of Utah and not just members of the church, uh, but people around the world. He's invited them specifically uh, to to prayer a number of times over the past year. Yes, back in November, you might remember, he prayed with us uh, in a broadcast that that had two million viewers by the end of the first day, inviting the entire world to pray with him. And he and he prayed for and with us, and we were really touched by that. And today, uh, we're uh, our prophet and even President Ballard uh, the, of the tw- Quorum of the Twelve is asking people from every nation to play, pray for their leaders and pray for their people. 
Mm. And it is that uh, unity. I also noted there were several other leaders from the church who have posted to their social media pages today, as you mentioned, uh, Rus- uh, M. Russell Ballard uh, of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Also, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland uh, posted True. this. He said, on this national day of prayer and always, it's my prayer that we will remember the Savior's admonition to watch and pray. Be strong, be believing, and keep praying. Prayers are often heard and answered in the most unexpected hour. Yes, uh, it's so true, and, and we heard from Elder Christofferson and others, but Elder uh, Holland's statement makes us all remember that prayer is both a plea to a living God in heaven whom we revere and worship through his Son, but it's also a focusing of our own positive feelings and, and hope that things can change. Oh, I, I love that. Uh, that uh, ties in with something that the uh, uh, Reverend Moses uh, said just uh, in our last segment. He said it's an opportunity for us to to plant new things together. And uh, yeah. as you as you said, Elder Schmutz, to uh, to really look for that positive uh, projection in terms of of where we go next. And I know this is a a big opportunity in the state of Utah to to really link and lock arms, uh, as President Nelson often refers to it. Uh, with those of many different faiths. And uh, what are some of the conversations been in terms of some of that interfaith work, uh, not just for the National Day of Prayer, but in many other areas? Well, we join in interfaith um, uh, gatherings often. We have been limited a little bit in this last year, but we enjoy so much gathering with leaders and members of other faiths. Reverend Moses is just a wonderful leader. And as we gather, we find what we have in common. We believe in God. And we believe that he is aware of us and he has power to improve our lives. So we're deeply appreciative of the faith of others. You know, I'm thinking this National Day of Prayer began in 1952. Our nation and the world has changed much since that time. Prayer is needed more and fewer prayers are being offered. And we have great appreciation for those of every faith who pray to a God. Yeah, and uh, I think that's such an important point of uh, I don't think there's ever been a, a point in the nation's history where prayers have been more needed. And uh, I think you're right. I think, sadly, it's probably a time in our history where fewer prayers uh, are being offered. And, and so what do we what do we do in, in faith communities and in our communities at large to promote this idea that we can humbly come together, that we can petition uh, a God in heaven, a higher power, depending on the faith tradition? Uh, how do we go about that? Well, where there are homes of every kind of variety, every combination of family or households, I think we can invite people to pray at home, pray with those that are close to them, that they love, whether they're family members or other close loved ones, and then um, and then attend church. I think many churches are still virtual, but, but as we gather together in church, we pray together and, uh, and we uplift one another. So I think the home and the church are two wonderful places to start that, not to mention uh, we, we invite everyone on a daily basis to individually bow their head and, and speak to, uh, to, to God, to our Father in heaven. Yeah, I think that's uh, such a powerful thing. I, I can't remember who said it. Someone uh, once said that uh, the, the world would change if we all— came together and prayed, or even if we all just gathered uh, and cried together, <laughs> uh, that a lot of those things, I think, uh, are binding. They are connecting as we start to realize uh, how interconnected we are. You know, I love what you've just said, because so often when we pray together, we, we are crying together. We're, we're crying out for the help of heaven. 
Uh, fantastic. Uh, Elder Evan Schmutz, uh, General Authority 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has joined us as part of our conversation today on the National Day of Prayer. Elder uh, Schmutz, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your insight uh, and your perspective on this National Day of Prayer. Well, thank you again for inviting me, and, and we certainly pray for everyone, and, and uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Again, that's uh, Elder Evan Schmutz, uh, General Authority 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we're going to continue our conversation. Uh, we, <clears throat> excuse me. We've talked to the imam, Imam Shoeb. We've talked to Reverend Oscar Moses, uh, Elder Schmutz uh, from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And coming up later in the program, uh, we'll talk with our friend, uh, Rabbi Avery Zippel uh, will join us uh, of Remy and uh, we'll have a conversation about the Jewish community, what they're doing on this National Day of Prayer. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Savannah Hopkinson, a powerful piece talking about racism as it relates to Asian Americans. Let's talk about that coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 